unfortunately, only two of the entire generation went into the promised land because they kept their faith. The other uh, people that came out of Egypt, they died. But the children of those people that came out, they rose up and they got into a place where they were going to possess. It was a 40-year period, 40 years of wandering in the desert, supernaturally being provided for by God, supernaturally uh, having their needs met, supernaturally having water every day, supernaturally having manna, quails. What a phenomenal thing. Come on, I don't know about you. Supernaturally, for 40 years, God sustains a nation. And you know what happens in that? If you can't see God doing that, you know what happens? Is you don't think God's doing something. Because it seems to be just the same old, same old. Manna, quail, manna, quail, manna, quail. How boring. But you don't look behind that. That phenomenally, every single morning, there's manna. It just arrives. This, this coriander type seed kind of arrives. And by faith, God says, on the, on, on the sixth day, you gather up twice as much. You do nothing on Sunday. You know, people would have gathered up on the first day. Unfaithful people would have gathered up twice as much because they didn't know if there was going to be food. And their food went fraught. It, was, it, it went fraught. That's what the Bible says. It had worms and that in it. But when you gathered twice as much on Saturday by faith, it lasted Sunday. It didn't go fraught. And then Monday, you gathered just enough for Monday. Why? Because God said so. Just do that. So you're obeying God. We're learning to obey God. Because that's what it is. If God says, take one day's worth, then you do one day's worth because he said so. And there's provision there because God will provide for tomorrow. How many of you know that? And sometimes when we're not sure, we want to gather because we think there won't be enough. And so for 40 years, he was preparing them to say this, I am your God. I can take you in. Remember what he said to the, 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 the guys when they went in, go and show, tell us what the land's like. 12 spies go in and they see everything. You know that in 40 years, there were still giants, there were still fortified cities, and there was still fruit. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, oh, after 40 years when they got there, they'd all left. So they get there, this new generation, they get to the threshold. Interestingly, the, Jeric, uh, the, the, the Jordan River, they'd crossed the river coming, or the sea, they'd crossed the Red Sea, and they'd had to cross through. There's something about that symbolism that says we're never going back physically, but you can go back mentally. They could never go back to Egypt, but when they wandered around, they always thought of going back to Egypt, and they kind of wandered around. That's our thing for us. It's a time of, of almost like the Bible says, gird up to the loins of your heart. It's like it's, it's time to actually not get distracted. Don't get uh, kind of caught up by things around you, but it's time for us to enter in. It's time for us to possess. Interestingly, that this generation had to cross the river. Amazing. Why? It's a symbolism. We're never going back to desert. See, that first generation, we're never going back to Egypt. But as a sign of a consecration or a symbol of consecration, we're going to cross over the Jordan and we're never going to go back to the desert. Why? Because God's bringing us in. But the time of the desert is a time of thankfulness because you've sustained us, God. You're a provider. You've been shade during the day, fire by night. You preserved us, oh God. Thank you. We've learned to worship you for who you are. Many Christians can say thank you, God, when they get something. But a true worshiper thanks him because of who he is. They learn to give because they see him. And so to go into the promised land, they had to cross a river. Quite different, because remember Moses, what did he do? He got to the river and they all said, now what? Moses, God says to Moses, take your staff, hold it up over the waters, it parts. They see this and they all walk through. Now, God says to Joshua, Joshua, take the Levites, take the worshipers and walk into it. 
I mean, that's quite different now. You can't say, well, God, but Moses just had a stick. I've got a stick. Let's try the stick thing. You know, it's safer. No, 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 you walk in. Why? Because God says, I want you to walk in. And you get involved. You trust in God when you, when you feel the river, when you feel the earth moving, and you feel all that, you trust in God. And here you go, why? Because God says to do that. And when you're standing there, all of a sudden, the waters stop and this passage opens up and they all rejoice and they walk into the promised land. Now, I want to encourage you this morning, if you've got your Bibles, let's just quickly go to Joshua chapter 5. See, you all know God's given us plot 82. Thank you. You all know God's given us plot 82. It is a place. But God's not building buildings. We're not going to a new building as much as God wants us to build in a new way. Can I say that again? See, sometimes we can relocate building with the same mindset. We're in trouble. But if we relocate with a new way of thinking, we're going to build differently to the way we've been building in the season of the desert. Because God has done something with us. We've learned to worship Him because He's worthy. But now He's taking us into a season where we're going to have to think differently so we can possess the promises. Thank you, sure. That's I'm so encouraged by that. See, friends, because it's after a while, it's like, this is so amazing. God's just going to provide. He's just going to give me stuff. It's wonderful. I never get warm at, I mean, too warm at night. Not given, never get, uh, I mean, during the day, never get too cold at night. It's amazing. I love God. Okay, now we're going into the promised land. Oh, no. What's going to happen to the cloud? Do I have to get my own food now? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to have to build your own house. What? No. I want to stay in the desert. You're going to die there because God's moved. He's 40 years. He's prepared you. For a place. Does that make sense? Because he wants to teach you and I how to build in the new season. And it's by faith. So us moving, and I'm talking about moving because I really believe that God has, has given us a season. And that season at this place is coming to an end. He's given us a plot. Not so we can say we've got a plot. But that we're going to go there and build in a way so we can see the possession of the promises that God's got for us. Are you with me? It's not going to be comfortable. Why? Because it's not at the same place. <laughs> you have to cross over. <laughs> Get your feet into it and move into a new space. And you know what happened in the promised land? They encountered giants. Like, are you kidding me? It's in, the, in the desert, it was just fire and cloud and manna. I mean, that's not so bad anymore. But now all of a sudden there's giants and there's fortified cities. For 40 years, God didn't change that landscape because he was trying to change this landscape. You see, we always want that to change when we'll go in. Oh, I'm in the promised land. And we think like we're in the desert or in the Egypt. No, friends, for us to possess means we're going to have to think differently so that we can possess and build what God wants. There are fortified cities because God has taught us for years that He's victorious. He's taught us for years that with God, nothing is impossible. So when we see a fortified city, we don't get overwhelmed. We say, God, what do you want us to do how do we possess lord this looks way bigger than us what's your plan because you brought us here you see now we're starting to talk worship language now we're starting to talk kingdom language lord this is way bigger than us if you don't get us a victory lord we're done for we're not putting our head in the sand we're actually looking at this and saying god you brought us here to possess so i want to tell you in 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 the transition from this place to plot 82 there are going to be giants 
there's going to be a new season for us. Now, I want to tell you this quickly. Uh, I want to, oh, what's it? <laughs> Come on. Carry on being obnoxiously joyful. Just carry on. I, I encourage you. <laughs> Where we are, Joshua 5, Joshua 5. And verse, um, let's go, I think it's verse 11. All right, I'm going to read from verse 10. It says, on the evening of the 14th day of the month, while camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. So they, they, they recognize again the Passover. This is the blood of the Lamb. This is the covenant of God. The day after the Passover, that very day, listen to this, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. Verse 12, the manna stopped the day after. Think about that. For 40 years, God had been providing supernaturally. He says the day after they ate from the fruit of the land, the manna stopped. What happened on day two? Well, you had to go pick some fruit, roast some grain. I came out my, my tent and there was no manna. I'm getting hungry. It's day seven. There's no manna. Well, it stopped. God doesn't love me. No, he didn't say that. He says, I'm taking you in so you can eat of the produce of the land. Now we're going to co-create with God, co-labor with God to possess the promises. We're going to have to start sowing in the promised land because there's fruit, provision. And God says, you've got to think not one day, not one month, but you've got to think legacy. Think generations of, of building something that people are going to taste and see that God's good. Now you're co-laboring with me. Eden all over again. I'm giving you a job, a work, a something to do with me. And all of a sudden, now they had to live in a tent, a house. Can I just say this, friends? As we move into plot 82, it's going to require that every one of us are going to have to change the way we think to live in the promises. It's not Jen and I bringing manna and bread and water week after week. It's us possessing, learning how to take hold of eating, sustaining, and then going through so we can take the Jerichos, we can take the AIs, we can take the land. And he did say that to me. He said, Stuart, little by little, you're going to possess. Little by little, you're going to possess. Are you with me, friends? But it's going to have to take us honestly saying, God, I want my mind renewed. Otherwise, every time there's an obstacle or an or a, a, a Jericho, I, I'm, I'm thinking, Lord, where are you? Actually, Lord, you've trained me to see this differently. You've taught me to possess. God, what do you want of us? I want you to walk around this place six times. God, we've seen how you led us. We're going to do that. By faith, because that's how we've learned to live. See, the righteous live by faith. They don't live by routine. They live by faith. So I want, I want to say this, friends. The man has stopped the very day, um, the day after they ate. They ate this food from the land. There was no longer any manna for the Israelites. But that year, they ate the produce of Canaan. Wow, God had promised them that. See, there is something for us. If we're going to step into God's promises, we're going to have to realize God providing for us is a miracle to us. But when we start eating from the land, it's a miracle through us. Because this is these promises. And what does that look like? Every one of us laying hold of his word. Every one of us stepping into what God's got for us. Every one of us being a living stone, like Jen says. Every one of us. Man, every one of us. It's, it's, it, the, the big difference, there was an advert this week I saw, which struck me. The difference between involvement and commitment. Involvement is I'm involved in the church meeting. I'm involved in yes, a commitment is I paid a price to make it happen. 
And what Jen says is being a living stone. And one of the, the, the funny jokes was when you're a living stone, you've got hands and feet, you can throw yourself through a brick, you know, I mean, through a window uh, as a living stone. And that's really not what we want. We want people who come and give their hearts because they want to create a place for God. They want to say, God, we want your presence. You don't even, yeah. So the promised land is not God's leaving us. It's God inviting us into work with him, sowing and reaping. That's Galatians 5. I made a covenant with you. I bless you and I, 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 I honor you and I provide for you every spiritual blessing. But I'm not going to give you manna every day. What I'm going to ask you to do is partner with me, sow and reap, because I'm going to bless your seed a hundredfold. That's new covenant. You're not earning your salvation. That's, he brought you out of Egypt by the blood. It's got nothing to do with paying for that. It's got nothing to do with covenant or righteousness. You are righteous. You've been declared righteous. But now you're walking by faith and you're starting to operate by the principles of heaven. Sowing and reaping. Why? Because I trust you, God. And even Jacob sowed. God said to him, sow now. But it was a place of drought. You don't sow in drought. Farmers know that. Hold your seed. God says, sow in drought. And by faith, they, Jacob sowed. And in that year, the Bible says he reaped a hundredfold. Why? Because God told him to, and God was the God who looks after the seed. But he had to do something. You see, when you're in the desert, you do nothing other than just go and gather your little food. But in the promised land, he says, now I want you to co-labor with me. So, reap, fight, victory, possess, gain ground. Like Jen said in the pre-meeting, wherever your feet go, there's something around. That's mine. That's mine. God's given us something. So I don't know how else Jen could help me or correct me after this, but, but, but friends, we've, we've been here, no, we've been here for nine years. You know, we've been at this place for nine years. It's been amazing nine years. In November is exactly nine years we moved on here. But we really feel like this anticipation that Plot 82 wasn't a gift that we could just say we got a piece of property. That we can possess it because he's got stuff for us to lay hold of. He's got promises us, uh, for us to lay hold of. So we can empower people to be free. Not to gather people to be fattened, but to empower people to be free, that they can sow and they can reap and they can create Eden-like atmospheres in their lives and through their lives, wherever they are. So we are not going to just have a nice covering for, for the next season, but we're actually stepping into promises. So, so that means this. When are we moving? Because I'm sure you want to ask that. Am I right? Thank you. Can we have some guesses? Not next week, okay? Around our birthday, that's a good guess. We really, Jen and I, we're kind of wrestling this. We feel to be moving into the new space at the end of August. So we're going to celebrate our, our birthday year, but it's going to be a, a remembrance of God's goodness. It's going to be a, a kind of bringing ourselves and saying, God, we consecrate ourselves for the new season. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for keeping us here. So, so that's going to happen on the 7th of August. That's, our, that's kind of like our birthday day if we would celebrate it. So we, we, we're saying thank you, Jesus. We'll be 16 years old as a church. God has kept us. God has sustained us. <laughs> What's that? Time to grow up. That's true. And so I want to just prepare your hearts. And you might, might think, how. just remember, Lord, you're good. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for everything you've got, Lord. You've given us that property. We've, we've trusted for property. We've tried. We, we've done everything. 
but God has given us that property. And so you know what we're going to do? We're going to go and possess it little by little. It's a massive piece of property with massive dreams, lots of inheritance. But he said little by little, you'll sustain it and then you'll grow. Sustain it and grow. It's not a place for us to come and behave like we've been in the desert. Oh, this man there again. Well, you want food? Go and find it in the word. Come bring some food. Be a blessing. Chew on the word. Come on. Water it through worship. Oh, no. Songs. Same songs. Honestly, we've we got to stop with that. We've got to say, Lord, we worshipers. There's, there's, I'm telling you, there's things for us to possess. So I want to just prepare your hearts this morning. I don't know if that's the most gracious way I can say, we, maybe another seven weeks here. And then the 1st of September, or the first weekend of September, we'll move in to plot 82. I like it. Come on. Spring. Yes. Is that your best? Is that uh, some of you who's not sure? You know, help me here. So prepare your hearts. There's going to be a whole lot of work parties to get into the new place. We're going to have to pack up and move. We're going to consecrate. We're going to worship. We're not going into a new building. We're going to go and build in a new way. Please hear me. We're not going into a new building. Because if that's the mindset, we're going to behave there like we behave here. And God's not bringing us there to behave the same. He's bringing us there so we can think differently. So we can possess and minister differently. So we've got to think differently. And so we're going to be building things that are going to sustain us as a church into the new season. Because we're not trusting a building. We're trusting Him. Amen? And so God is good, good to us. So, so on that note too, so, so, so you're all ready for that. And, and, and you can say this, Lord, wow, it, it, this is, it costs us money. Petrol's gone up. Taxi fees, I'm sure it's all gone up. You think God didn't know that a year ago when He gave us that property? You think he, he's like, oh, I shouldn't have given them plot 82. Flip, what was that? I didn't see the gas part. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, I should have got them something closer. No, he, he knows. And I want to ask all of you, time for faith, trusting God, sowing, believing, possessing, all of us going into the land. Come on. The church is going to leave this building. Come on. I mean, to go to a peculiar place. It's not a church building. It's a place of equipping of saints to become mature so we can possess the land. A place of equipping communities, of being an Eden-like atmosphere so that people can see what heaven looks like and recreate that, not go there, but recreate it wherever they found. Amen. Are you with me, friends? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Jen said yes. <laughs> of course we're nervous. We don't know. But I do know this. God is good. I know that God is leading us to possess there are going to be giants and fortified cities. But I want to tell you this. God's giving, leading us into victory. Amen.